It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Billy Cindy coming to you live from Radio Row. Well, not live because it's a podcast, but you get you get my drift. But I am here on Radio Row recording this here at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Very excited to be here. I haven't gotten a chance to get on here. It's been you know, pretty hectic, but... Uh, but very excited to just be here in Mobile, Alabama. It's always a fun time to be here. Uh, actually, as I'm recording this, Charles Davis is recording on Sirius XM, so that that's pretty exciting. Andy Benoit was just sitting next to, at the table next to me just a little bit ago. It's just crazy to think. If you guys haven't been to the Senior Bowl, it's crazy to think just everything that goes on around here. Just the people you see and everything that's going on. It's a great week. So if you guys get a chance to come down here, you, you really should because it's, it's just so much fun. But um, I want to talk about a couple of players that I really liked this week. There was definitely, uh, it was definitely a great three days of practice on the North and the South sides. I, I do have to note that uh, it was pretty funny just to see the Lions basically stretching their hamstrings for, uh, for what seemed like forever. But Overall, I thought it was a good three days of practice. There were definitely some players that stood out. Uh, I found myself watching the receivers quite a bit, actually. Uh, and there were definitely a bunch of receivers that really stood out. Uh, Denzel Mims, I'll start with him. Mims is a guy, if you've been following some of my mock drafts, Mims is a guy that I've been giving the Panthers a few times, actually. And uh, I actually have a mock draft coming out on Panthers Wire probably, I'm going to say, I think he's going to post it this weekend. So be on the lookout for that, where I did only Senior Bowl players. And Mims was on there. And if you remember, I also did a mock draft where I did Baylor and LSU players. And as it turned out, I only gave one Baylor player to the Panthers, and that was Denzel Mims. So Mims is starting to become a guy that I've been giving the Panthers a lot lately. And he really helped himself this week. He had a fantastic week. There's people saying that he was the best wide receiver here, and I can definitely see that. He was making so many great catches. His route running was great. He, he just looked the par. He, he looks like he's, uh, he's really starting to, to get it together. And 
in these mock drafts, I've been getting him in like the fifth round. That's probably not going to happen anymore. He's probably going to get bumped up, maybe fourth round. Maybe he sneaks into day three. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what his buzz becomes, and then it'll be interesting to see him at the combine and see how he runs. But he really helped himself this week a lot. Van Jefferson of Florida is another guy that his route running is just incredible. He just looks so smooth and just uh, just an outstanding player and just very uh, very fun to watch. Don't know if he's going to be a guy on the Panthers board, but but I mean, you never know. Uh, playmakers are always an option, especially now that Joe Brady is in as the offensive coordinator. There's no question that they want to improve this offense. At least I would imagine they want to improve this offense and just give so many playmakers, not just for Cam Newton, but for whoever eventually becomes the quarterback, likely in 2021, because I, I do still believe that Cam Newton will be here in 2020. But building playmakers, never a bad idea, especially when you have DJ Moore, especially when you have Curtis Samuel. Really, really don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And Van Jefferson right now looks like he's probably still a mid-round guy, maybe a day-two guy. So he's someone that you could definitely look at if you want to look at defensive line or offensive line in the uh, in those first couple of picks. So really going to be intrigued to see what happens there. And then Colin Johnson, another guy I was really impressed by. Colin Johnson is, is big. He, he, looks, he definitely looks the part. He's got size, about 6'5". Him and Van Jefferson are starting to kind of become that mold of, and it's it's funny too. I actually got a chance to talk to Tory Holt today, at uh, after practice, and because he's there as one of the uh, Legends captains for the South team, and he talked about how that's become kind of the new wave of NFL receivers being six five, six six, and just having that being able to run both inside and outside. And a lot of these receivers have shown that they can do that. And Colin Johnson definitely was another guy that has a lot of size, but running really well and really made a good showing for himself. Really both Texas receivers had themselves a good week as well. You have Colin Johnson and then you have Devin DuVernay. So overall, I thought the receivers looked really good. Now, remember the defensive back group wasn't the strongest with uh, Christian Fulton not playing, Denarnett not playing, Jeff Gladney not playing. So it, it took a little bit of a hit, but the corners and the safeties that were here overall, I thought held themselves really well. Uh, Dane Jackson, I thought, had a really good week. Uh, uh, Pride, the kid out of Notre Dame, another guy I thought played really well and, and had himself a good week and um, probably going to be on my board now later in the draft as far as a late-round defensive back defensive back picks so uh Dane Jackson to me is intriguing um you know he's not the biggest guy he's actually about the same size as uh as Dante Jackson he's about 5'10 180 but moves well moves really well I think and you know held him definitely held his own with uh with some of these receivers I guess we'll kind of just transition into some of the defensive backs that's another position of interest, I think, for the Panthers, and a, a position I 
kind of got a chance, especially with seeing the receivers, but uh, Dane Jackson, and especially talking to some of these small school guys. Dane Jackson, well, not uh, not Dane Jackson, obviously, because he's a pit, but a guy like Jeremy Chin, safety out of uh, Southern Illinois. Mixed things up a little bit with him. They they played him. In fact, I even talked to him. I even asked him uh, how they worked with him, and he said he played uh, one high, he played man, so he was able to work a little bit of a couple different things there. So Chin's a guy, and he, he's got good size. He, 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 I mean, he's big. He, he, he's pretty big, and I, I think he moves really well for his size. So he's going to be a guy that I'm going to be really intrigued to go back in and kind of watch the film again or get, get a chance to really dive in on him. So Chin's a guy I really like. And then uh, the Lenore Ryan kid, uh, Kyle Duggar. Really stood out. Really, really had himself a good week, and that—that's the thing too. That's so great about the Senior Bowl is that these small school, these small school guys, really have a great opportunity to showcase their skills. You know, this isn't just your big dogs. This isn't just your Alabama players, your Clemson players, all that. They go out and they find these small school guys like a Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan like a Ben Barch out of Division Three St. John's, who unfortunately suffered an injury today in practice and had to, well, yesterday, if you guys are listening to this on Friday, suffered an injury Thursday and had to be helped off the field, which was really unfortunate because the kid was having a great week himself as well, really showing that uh, his level of competition shouldn't be a factor against them because he held well against these these big boys. So... Barch, Barch is going to be a name to watch. Hopefully the injury isn't serious. Uh, really didn't hear anything, but uh, ho- hopefully he's going to be okay. But um, going back to Kyle Duggar, another guy. Held held his own very well against some of these bigger-name players coming out of a, uh, a Division II school. So Duggar's a guy to keep in mind. And like I said, Jeremy Chin's another guy that I thought performed really well this week. So... A lot, lot of good players, a lot, lot of intriguing guys. And then, you know, we'll, we'll t- of course, touch on the quarterbacks a little bit, I think, too. Um, Justin Herbert, far and away, was the best quarterback here. He just looked incredible. His throws, a lot of his throws were on point. He, I think he solidified himself as a top 10 pick. And especially with the way the league likes to push, you know, obviously trade. We didn't see it last year. But obviously the uh, you know the history is there of, of trading up, so I would not be surprised if Tua gets traded up for. I would not be surprised if Justin Herbert gets traded up for. But I and you've even you you've already been seeing mock drafts now where he's not getting he's not getting any lower than like number six to the Chargers. So if you if a team let's say hypothetically a team like the Panthers wants to trade up for someone like Herbert or or I I should just say interested in Herbert they may want to consider trading up for him but would they have the ammo is the question they don't have a ton of draft picks I think they really just have their their original seven and that's about it they're not going to get any comp picks so they have to tread kind of lightly now that being said Another quarterback that I had been giving him or giving to the Panthers in, in, say, the second round 
was Jalen Hurts. Hurts had himself an interesting week. You know, he's still kind of adjusting a little bit, I think. But um, I could make the argument that he was the second best guy here. It's a, it's a toss-up between him and Jordan Love, but there's no doubt those two were kind of the uh, 2A, 2B of this week behind Justin Herbert. Uh, Jordan Love is another guy that, you know, he he had his up-and-down moments. Uh, he's still trying to figure out what exactly he is. And what I mean what I mean by that is, you know, is he the, the 2018 version of Jordan Love that had a really strong year? Or is he the 2019 version who threw 15 interceptions? But keep in mind that Jordan Love didn't really have a lot of weapons. Didn't really have a strong offensive line. So the odds were stacked a little bit against him, but, you know, 15 interceptions is still 15 interceptions. So it's going to be really fascinating to kind of go back and dig into to Love's tape. So really, uh, really intrigued by him. And then uh, the other three, you know, it was taught Anthony Gordon, uh, still has to adjust from the Mike Leach system. There's a lot of things that, with his mechanics that uh, that still need work. And, you know, he's, he's still a guy I think you can maybe believe in as a developmental guy, but that's about all he is right now until, until we fix those mechanics. So, uh, and Anthony Gordon, I think, is in kind of a tough spot. And then Shea Patterson and Stephen Montez, I thought both really struggled this week. Um, they, I, I think they were easily the two worst quarterbacks here, and it's it's kind of a toss up. I slightly give the nod to Shea Patterson, but it, it's kind of a pick your poison. There, there were times, there were definitely times uh, for both that uh, they looked undraftable, and. Uh, you know, so the the rest of this pre-draft process for them is going to be it's it's going to be important. I think they've got to show out in the combine. They've got to show out that they're pro day. But this was not the greatest of weeks for them. So probably not going to see them on the Panthers draft board unless they decide to say maybe even double up the quarterback if if, if they take a quarterback high. But uh, yeah, to to me those those two were the lowest guys here. But like I said, Justin Herbert, I thought, was far and away. And, and even Bengals head coach Zach Taylor told me that Justin Herbert really stood out to them today. And overall, he thought all three quarterbacks that he had were very sharp, at, uh, which were uh, Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and uh, Stephen Montez. He said he thought they all looked sharp, but Justin Herbert really stood out to so. Uh, you know, take take that for what it's worth. Of course, I tweeted that out, and you know, of course, a couple. I'm sure Bengals fans now, if they see that tweet, are gonna be like, "Oh, look, Justin Herbert!" Like, all all the signs are pointing to Justin Herbert. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think, you know, I I think it's all BS. Anything with the Bengals and drafting anybody or doing anything but drafting Joe Burrow number one overall, they are going to stay at number one. And they are going to select Joe Burrow. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. End of story, period. They will select Joe Burrow at number one. But it was still 
you know, good for the Bengals to get these quarterback options and kind of do their due diligence. And then, you know, again, in terms of the Panthers, Justin Herbert obviously has to be in play now at seven if you want him. Maybe even trade up because, like I said, I think Justin Herbert has solidified himself as a top ten pick in in this draft. I I feel pretty confident at this point saying that three quarterbacks will be drafted in the top ten because Justin Herbert to me is is locked in there. Jalen Hurts, like I said, I, I think he's still a good option in the round two for the Panthers if if he's there. Um, I still kind of see him as like a, a Cam Newton, you know, like a lighter, younger Cam Newton type player. And look, Jalen Hurts is just the nicest kid in the world. He He's just fun to watch on and off the field. Uh, he actually, after practice Thursday, he and Florida wide receiver Tyree Cleveland were doing some extra reps together in one of the end zones, you know, just couple throws in Cleveland running a couple routes after practice is over. So just getting that extra working together. And then Jalen Hurts had a pretty nice group of, you know, young kids really excited to see him. And Jalen Hurts actually took the time to take a photo with all of them. And then it was so cool to watch. And then how lucky am I that he I tweeted that photo and said that he took the time out and he actually liked the tweet. It's like, okay, so num- number one, Jalen num- Jalen Hurts is a, uh, a great dude. Number two, Jalen Hurts found my tweet. I don't know how the hell he did, but he found it. But I think it just shows, too, that, um, you know, especially in, obviously, this world of social media and how popular Twitter is, these draft prospects are searching themselves. There's no doubt about it. I'm surprised I didn't get hit more this senior bowl season. I know two years ago when I was here, I tweeted something. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember who it was. I believe it was it was, Mar- it was Marcus Davenport, the edge out of Texas San Antonio, who, of course, was drafted by the uh, New Orleans Saints that year. And I tweeted something about it, and he... He was like sharing the tweet. You could tell, and, and it, there were a bunch of tweets that he was, but you could tell that he was searching himself. You know, who was saying what about him, and knowing that he, he basically knew that people were talking about him, good or bad. And um, so th- these players are searching themselves, but still, to think that someone like Jalen Hurts, the guy who was in the running for the Heisman Trophy, you know, leads Oklahoma to the college football playoff, finds a tweet from me only because, and it, it, it's a great picture. Like I said, if you, if you get a chance to see see my timeline, it's on there. It's him and just a bunch of young kids all smiling for a picture. And, you know, there's videos of it too. You could just tell that these kids were just so excited to see Jalen Hurts. And so it was just a great moment. So it just goes to show the characteristics, or you know, just or the character, I should say, of Jalen Hurts. We even go back to the beginning of the week when we had the introductory press conference here in Mobile, and Jalen Hurts was one of the players talking. He's a quiet guy, but he's very humble. 
You know, he's not out here being cocky. He's he's not he's not bragging or doing anything like that. He's very humble. He's very grateful to be here. And I thought it was really cool. You know, we had the whole debate of what helmet is he going to wear here at the Senior Bowl? Is he going to wear Oklahoma or is he going to wear Alabama? Well, he ends up getting a helmet more pretty much donated to him by this uh, by this charity foundation. They made a special helmet for him with Alabama on one side and Oklahoma on the other. You know, the the OU on one side and then his number two, since Alabama, of course, has the numbers on the, on the helmets, his number two on the other side of the helmet. So it was really cool to see. And again, Jalen Hurts is just one of those guys that you want to root for just because of the type of character he has and just kind of the dedication he has and his ability, his ability to, you know, want to continue to improve, want to win. So he, he's going to be fun to watch. And I, he's definitely someone that uh, will be easily, you can easily root for no matter where he goes in the NFL. But again, he's, he's been a guy that I've more seemingly more often than not have given the Panthers in the second round in some of these mock drafts, you know, especially this, uh, this seven round mock I have coming of just senior role players. I ended up giving him or giving the Panthers Jalen Hurts. So, you know, this, this week just kind of furthered the point that um, he's, he's just a great kid, but yes, there is still work to do in terms of developing him to where he needs to be, but he definitely has the attitude to want to continue to work and get to that next level. And like I said, I think you can make the argument that he was the second best guy here. You know, at the very least, that's a toss up between him and Jordan Love. Jordan Love is, it would not be surprising if he sneaks into the first, if he still sneaks into the first round. And we, we, we talked earlier about what version of Jordan Love is he going to be, but he might still have that upside that teams are going to take him maybe late in the first round or especially trade into the first round because of that fifth-year option. And let's remember, too, that this upcoming draft is going to be so interesting because it's the last year of the CBA. So we have no idea what future salary caps are going to be, future draft compensation, you know, draft, uh, the draft cap pool or the draft money pool, things like that. We have no idea what it's going to be like. So I, I think this draft has the potential to get really wild, especially at the bottom of the of the first round, because of you know these fit, these fifth year options. So it's gonna it, it almost seems fitting that the draft is in Vegas this year because of how crazy it can get. But love's intriguing, and uh, like I said, Jalen Hurts I think is gonna be good, and then obviously. You know, we'll eventually mix in. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't think these guys are going to go first round, but there's going to be some that might feel, or at least one of these guys. But you're going to be talking about Jake Fromm. You're going to be talking about Jacob Eason. This is a this is going to be such a hotly debated quarterback group after the top three, after Burrow, Tua, 
and Herberts. Because like I said, I think all three of them at this point will go top ten. But then you get the guys like Love, Hertz, Eason, Fromm. You know, re really, I think those are probably the next big four after the top three, and then you start getting into your uh, your developmental guys like the other guys that are here, like your Anthony Gordon, uh, Shea Patterson, Stephen Montez, guys like that, uh, Kellen Mond of Texas A&M. So it seems like there's a lot of developmental guys, but at this point, if the Panthers are going to take a quarterback, it probably has to be early because the you know the coaching staff is obviously probably going to want to get their own guy in. So I, while I believe Cam Newton will be the starter in 2020, I still feel that the 2021 starting quarterback is not on this roster. He is probably somewhere in college or at the very least probably coming into the draft this year because it's definitely possible, especially if it is a guy like Hurts or Love, the Panthers are probably drafting because this I can't see this coaching staff keeping uh, Jalen or excuse me Kyle Allen or Will Greer. So I think if they draft a quarter, if they're drafting a quarterback, they're drafting one early and they're drafting him to be the successor to Cam Newton. But overall, I thought it was a fantastic week at the Senior Bowl. Weather kind of sucked, but I mean. It is what it is. It could be worse. I mean, it's snowing up in it was snowing up in Pennsylvania in like 20, 20 degrees. So I shouldn't really complain too much. You know, I'll definitely take this weather over what I'm used to any day of the week. But overall, it was a great week. So happy that I was here. So so grateful to have this opportunity. And obviously, a big shout out and thank you to everybody here at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Jim Nagy, the executive director, he's done a fantastic job of continuing to build. You know, continuing to build on the work that Phil Savage did when he was executive director. Because Savage did a great job building this game. Nagy just continues to build on that and I think is even taken it to higher levels than when Savage had it. You know, this game just continues to grow and grow and grow. I mean, you look around. I mean, there is media everywhere. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm literally recording this while Sirius XM is recording their show with Charles Davis. That you know, I'm I'm literally sitting on Radio Row. You know, obviously there's nobody here except SiriusXM because I'm doing this late at night. But still, the fact of the matter is, I can tell you, I'm recording this on Radio Row, which is very exciting. It's it's very cool. But that's just how it is with with the Senior Bowl here. You can just about run into just about anybody possible. I mean, you know, I forget if I mentioned this earlier, but. I'm standing on the sidelines of practice today, and there's Frank Wright, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, just walking right in front of me. I'm literally standing behind the players while they're running the two-minute drill. It, it, personally, you know, it sounded disappointing at first when they said the, the practice was moving indoors. But then we get there, and it's like, wow, we can stand behind the sidelines. We can stand behind the end zone. We're closer to these practices than we ever are when, when it's at Lad Peoples. Because you really can't be on the field until practice is over. But we're 
right there on the sideline. I'm right there behind the defensive coaches. I get to casually walk up to Zach Taylor after practice. That's how exciting this it is to be here at the Senior Bowl. You don't know who you're going to run to. Um, you know, Dan Marino's been floating around here. Uh, John Elway obviously is here. Bill Belichick's here. Nick Saban's here, or was here. Dabo Sweeney was here. It is just unbelievable who you can run into when you're here in Mobile, and, and that's what makes it so exciting. And it's just, you know, such a great week overall. And like I said, I'm just so excited to have been here. Um, going to be here the next the next couple of days. I'm here. I'll be here for the game, and then I'm leaving Mobile. On Sunday, I gotta head back to New Orleans and then uh, fly back home. So sad that the week's almost over, but um, definitely grateful to have had the opportunity again to be here. And the countdown now begins till I head to Indianapolis for the scouting combine. That's kind of um, just a little bit of a rough, rough guess of how, uh, especially on day three, how. Practices have gone here at the Senior Bowl. Fortunately, I'll get a chance to go back and uh, watch these practices again. So I'll try to, you know, dive in, dive into that a little more. But um, like I said, overall, it's been a great week, and uh, excited and ready to cover the game for the first time actually on Saturday. So with that, I'm going to get out of here. Really appreciate you guys tuning in, and remember to follow me on Twitter, uh, Bill underscore Seti. And until next time, keep it locked here on LOP. And until next time, take care, my friends. I am out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.